Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, good to have you here with us in the studio. Hello again, Gina. And as always, we are delighted to welcome our friend, Father Thomas Daly. Father Daly is the John Cardinal Foley Chair of Homiletics and Social Communications at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Father, great to have you here. Nice to be back, Gina. So, Father, the holiday season is upon us, and in addition to the many blessings it offers, this time of year also makes for some interesting conversations during family get-togethers. And two topics that are sure to get a reaction in any discussion are, of course, religion and politics. But you've pointed out that a new survey says Americans would far rather keep those two issues separate and seat them far apart at the dinner table. According to a recently released study by the Pew Research Center, 62 percent of American Catholics want the church to keep out of politics. Explain. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is why we have so much football on Thanksgiving, so we have something else to talk about. (laughs) But yes, the idea of talking about politics and religion, especially around the dinner table, has always been explosive. It sounds like a recipe for indigestion, to be honest. (laughs) Absolutely. Even the founder of our religious order 150 plus years ago wrote down in one of his conferences that there is to be no discussion of politics and religion (laughs) around the table. It was wise to promote peace, absolutely. But on the flip side, those two things are what engage people and what stir people up passionately about things. And so the discussion itself is not a problem and be a good thing. How it's discussed and the influence that the church has in the discussion, I think, is what the Pew Research was trying to study. Well, now, how are Catholics meant to live out their faith when it comes to politics? Because if I'm understanding this correctly, we do have mention of this in the Catechism and in the Compendium of the Social Doctrine of the Church, which speak of the common good that we're all supposed to work towards, and that faith is not supposed to be your own private exercise in the corner, but as the letter of James says, faith has to have works behind it to be real. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. And I think it's underlying this Pew research. If we think of politics as one realm of life, religion as a realm of life, business as a realm of life, sports, these different areas or realms of life, then it's almost natural that we want to keep them distinct and separate. The difficulty is the mentality that church, religion, faith, is just one more thing among all the other things in our culture, or it's one particular aspect of culture. When we speak about the faith, however, and our role as people of faith in society, it's not that we're representing a distinct party or realm or aspect of life. Our faith is something that's all enveloping, that is atmospheric, if you want to think of that. It's the environment within which we live. So it's not one thing among many. In the mentality that it is one among many, I think people are right to say, keep things separate. But you can't separate life from society. And faith is a life thing, not a partisan thing. 
and all those things that we care deeply about. Mm -hmm. So it's natural that we're going to talk about them. Uh, One of the things I think about politics and religion, and I don't think that they're mutually exclusive, whether it's in conversation around a table or in the national discourse, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think they are both striving for what is my vision for Mm -hmm. the present and for the future, and how do we get there? The good. I want to move toward the good. But one of the problems we see right now, in my opinion, in the country is that we can't even agree on what is the common good. We can state what I think is good, but we can't agree on what's good for everyone. I think you're absolutely right. And I think one of the reasons for that is that we don't see politics for what it really is. We look at politics as campaigning or as partisan politics, whereas you're speaking about the more philosophical notion of politics as the common work towards a common good. Politics as society, we certainly can't escape that. But it's in looking at politics as, again, sort of compartmentalizing the parties or the politicians or just the positions. And when we do that, we almost naturally emphasize differences. And so it's really hard to get to a common good. It was Aristotle who called man a zoos politikos, Mm -hmm. a political animal, or in other words, a social animal. So we have to live with one another in this world, in this Mm -hmm. country. And how we do that, this discourse becomes fundamentally important, I think. Exactly. And that's the church's sense of politics. And the church is calling it the social teaching of the church. It's about society. It's about living together. It's about being human along with all the other human beings on the planet, which ultimately is politics. It's not partisan and it's not campaigning and it's not issues and platforms. It's people living together. It's more of a process, a relationship and a commitment to dialogue and being willing to compromise. But therein, I think, lies the rub because a lot of folks might say, well, I don't want to compromise my principles. And they'll take a very hard stance on certain issues, as they rightly should, when they conflict with Catholic teaching. Talk about how Catholics can remain open to consensus without compromising their beliefs. Well, I think that obviously is the challenge. It's the same as in any realm of life. How do I hold to what I am convinced of and live it out? And where's that proverbial line between giving into majority or a popular opinion and standing for what I believe? Well, I can stand for what I believe without running over other people. I Mm. can stick up for what I believe without denigrating other people. I can try to persuade them. I can try to convince them of what I believe. All I can do is propose my faith. I can't impose it on people. That ties in with what Pope Francis has said about not proselytizing. And I believe that Benedict XVI said something similar, too, that you're not supposed to hammer people over the head into believing in Christ. Absolutely. I don't want to say every pope because I don't know them all, but (laughs) that's a standard and consistent teaching. Even look at Jesus in the Gospels. I mean, he proposes all kinds of radical things, but he proposes them. Whether people follow that or not, that's the beauty of freedom. That's their choice. Have you ever preached politics from the pulpit? And if so, what have you preached? I wouldn't say that I've preached politics. I've preached about particularly challenging topics, preaching about the dignity and importance of life, that it's the primordial topic in the sense of if we don't have life and don't respect life, then there's nothing else. And that's the politics in the broader sense, really. Right. It's not so much, well, the Democrats said this and the Republicans said that, and you should do this on election day. And that's the thing they think the church really wants to avoid is telling people what to do. Exactly. In every realm. But in politics, it's a lightning rod. I was invited to give a 
talk at a seminary, not St. Charles, but I won't say which one. And it was before a presidential election season. And I was asked to speak about how to preach about politics. And I walked onto the stage and I looked out at these 150 or 200 young men and I said, I was given the topic of how to speak about politics. The answer is don't. Have a good night. (laughs) Very succinct. (laughs) Because again, that name, that topic sounds like how do we pit the church against or promote particular political parties or persons Mm. or issues. And again, that feeds into the idea that these are differing realms of life. And that, I don't think, is the church's understanding of what politics is. But it's interesting. I've talked to many Catholics over many years who have told me, we just want the church to tell us what to do. And we want the church to tell other peoples what I want them to do. Right. <laughs> sure, because that's the easier way. Right. And just tell me what to do. I don't, And then I don't have to figure it out for myself. Right. Then you run into problems like, what if, I'm making this up here, but what if all four candidates have positions that are contrary to church teaching? What do I do? Do I not vote? Do I pick the least objectionable one? Again, that now falls into the realm of people's conscience. And I think, and I explained to these seminarians when I gave this talk, that number one, it's difficult to preach such difficult topics in the short time of a homily. I mean, to do it well. But secondly, you're touching upon people's conscience. They're the ones who have to decide what to do. You can present the issues. You can present the church's position on social issues as a matter of faith. You can encourage them to have their consciences informed. But in the end, political choices are things that each one of us, as a member of the church, is called. And that's one of the uh, the conundrums that we face is that we are respected the primacy of conscience, which then the burden becomes, how are people's conscience formed? And how do we form conscience? Well, that's, I would think, the great weight of Catholic teaching to help in that catechetical process. And again, it always has been, and it's bigger than the realm of politics, that whole notion of the faith becoming not one aspect of my life, but this sort of overarching, conscientious way in which I live out all of these different aspects of life. And that leads into my final question here. As we confront a very toxic and divisive political culture in the United States right now, mm-hmm. how do we as individual Catholics turn it around in our own lives? Do we stay away from political discussions and just try to be nice to everyone? Do we dig in deeper with our faith? What's the way out of this morass? I don't think you can avoid it or run from it. That would simply be abdicating being a member of society. But I think you can approach it as with all things, loving God and loving your neighbor, respecting the people you're debating with or discussing things with, recognizing that they have a legitimate concern for their position. They've come at it for some reason. Okay, listen, can I hear what they're saying? I don't have to agree with it. Can I hear where they're coming from? Can I respect where they're coming from? Can I present where the Catholic faith is coming from intelligently and respectfully? It boils down to how can I have a conversation with someone and not turn it into a fight. Wise words. Father Thomas Daly, always a pleasure to have you here. Great advice, not just at the holiday dinner table, but all year long. Please come back soon. Hope to see you. God bless. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you.
transforming lives. That's what the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Philadelphia is all about. Called to service by our Catholic values, we work directly with our neighbors in need to help with the most basic necessities. Our lives are transformed, as are hopefully those we serve. Visit svdp-phila.info to see how you can join with us to help. That's svdp-phila.info. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.